0: All right, so <laughs> I apologize. Normally, I don't have this kind of uh, uh, problems when I do the morning devotionals. Normally, we're able to dive right straight in, so I appreciate your patience, those who are watching, and I uh, apologize for all the technical delays. Uh, it just, uh, been, it's just been just one of those mornings, and, and last night, I had trouble with the website, too, so uh, I apologize uh, for that, and uh, so please bear with me. I am trying to do... Uh, the best that I can here with what I have to work with. And so please, uh, please be understanding with me. So let's go ahead and look at our scripture. We're going to look at Matthew chapter five and uh, we're going to look at, um, let's see here. Uh, uh, yes, uh, verses 11 and 12. So we're going to look at, so I'm bringing it up here on the, um, on the screen here for uh, those who are on social media, you'll be able to see that. And uh, of course, it's not there, so let <laughs> me do this. All right, here we go. Uh, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which you which were before you. All right, so bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts this morning. Let me get this back up here on the social media. So, uh, when we look at uh, these passages here, verses 11 and 12, I think it's pretty straightforward. Is that blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake? Now, here's one thing that we have to keep in mind that, uh, of course, not, we can apply this to today's time. And I'm going to get to that here in just a second. But when we're looking at this uh, in this proper context, we have to understand this particular place in time in history and the culture of the day. That uh, say, for example, if you were a stonemason, and uh, and someone had uh, contacted you that uh, to uh, to carve out a uh, and a false god, an idol, well, you know this is uh, directly attacking your uh, your livelihood. And so when you uh, so if you refuse to do that, then what are you going to do? Or if you're uh, contracted out to uh, <clears throat> to uh, uh, you know, as a stonemason, build something for a for a temple. Uh, or if, um, you know, so uh, somebody even asked Tertullian one time, said, well, uh, how am I supposed to live? He said, do you have, should you? You know, in other words, uh, is it loyalty or your livelihood? And we have to be loyal to Jesus Christ. That is the main uh, basis of what this is saying. Uh, even in the fact that, um, let's see, what was the other example uh, I was wanting to point out? um Oh, say if you had to have a large gathering, well, at this time, if there was a, a, a temple to a false god and, uh, you know, you had to choose between that. Or, for a good example, is that, um, is that, that the word of God, the Christianity, was not a, um, a source of always a source of peace, but a source of the sword which divided families. When a mother or father would become a Christian or a child become a Christian, it may cause division in the family. We see that today, uh, that uh, that may cause great division in a family when one of the members gets saved and other members are not. It may cost a marriage in order to do that. But when you see uh, how Christians were persecuted at this time, uh, horrible i mean ways that you could not possibly imagine how these uh, men and women of god were were tortured they um, so they were known as time, they were uh, even uh, were covered in pitch and lit as human torches uh, they would be burned their hands and their feet would be burned and cold water would be poured on top of them so the agony would last that much longer uh, they would be take hot brass and a Attach it to their private areas. And uh, I mean, you just horrible beyond where they didn't even cut off limbs and, and fry them up. In front. I mean, you, it, it's beyond horrific of what these men and women had to go through in the name of Jesus Christ. That's why when somebody tries to say that Jesus wasn't real, this is all just a fairy tale. People don't die and are tortured for a fairy tale. They die and torture for a reality and a truth. And we know that we serve an almighty and living God. And we have to stand for what is true and holy and honorable in the eyes of God. And it's not always going to be easy to make those choices. Like I said, our walk with Jesus Christ may cost us our jobs, may cost us our livelihood, may cost us our marriage, may cost us our relationship with our children. It may come at a high price to serve an almighty God. And even if something is simple, you know, something that's really been bugging me, you know, when it comes to take a, we have to take a firm stand uh, to serve Jesus Christ. Uh, the choices we make may not always be an easy one. And uh, I've noticed a lot of people have been commenting on how great the movie Onward is. And quite frankly, I wanted to see that movie too. I thought it was good. But uh, the fact that they promote a same-sex relationship in this uh, movie, and people turn a blind eye and watch it anyway with this or anything else, it really bugs the daylights out of me. And you know, as Christians, we need to stand up against uh, these, these kind of things. Now, the argument could be given, well, Matt, it was only just a few seconds. What does it really matter? Well, you know what? Uh, it could be a few seconds now, a few minutes later, a few hours later. You see what I'm saying? They're slowly introducing this stuff, and the more people turn a blind eye, the more they'll indoctrinate and more they will uh, push this propaganda upon our children, just like a frog being put in, in, in water, which, you know, there's debate as to whether <laughs> this, uh, this analogy is true, but you slowly turn up the heat well where the frog will cook itself before it gets out. That's what's going on. We're slowly being introduced to this garbage, and people are just letting it happen and compromising. You know, we have to stand true in the word of God. It, we may be, your know, people as Christians today being literally persecuted for the word of God. Uh, I've been in jobs, uh, even before I went in the ministry, uh, jobs have said, well, you're not allowed to talk about your Christianity. I didn't give a rat's backside, whether anybody liked it or not, I will still talk about God and, and whether there may liked it or not. That's my rights as a Christian to talk about Jesus Christ. And if it costs my job, then so be it, because I'm going to stand for the word of God, no matter what. And that's what we have to do. We have, you know, you look at, uh, in, in, um, uh, Afghanistan, you look at, uh, uh, the, um, uh, shoot, gosh, the Sudan. Let's try to get out here in a second. You look at some of these places. You look how Christians are treated. Where coaches are being uh, fired. Who were one coach in particular? He was praying on his own time, not even with his students, and the school still fired him. One person has to say, "I don't like someone having prayer," and then they change everything because of one idiot or somebody who who is driving from another state uh, through the country can see a cross don't even live in that area, complain, and they'll take the cross down. It is absolutely insane that the rights of Christians are being trampled on because of of, of of the minority. We need to start standing up against these individuals. But understand at the same time, we're going to be persecuted. That's one thing. God's word does not sugarcoat it at all. We're going to be persecuted. We're going to have trouble. But take heart, God has overcome the world. These things are going to happen. We shouldn't be shocked or surprised, but it doesn't eliminate... Uh, our responsibility to stand for what is true, for what is right in the eyes of God. And quite frankly, I'm tired of one or two people complaining and everybody just folds and does what they want to, just like this freedom from religion organization that uh, that's all they do is sit and go around and fight uh, anything. If you have a Christian flag, say a um, school boards meeting, they'll fight that. If you try to have prayer anyway, they're going to fight that. Well, when are Christians going to quit being bullied? You know, I was bullied as a kid and uh, I was overweight. And I was, you know, I, just, there's a lot going on there, right? my nationalities. So I was bullied, and I would take it, and I would take it, and I would take it. And finally, I started swinging because I just couldn't do it no more. You know, I'm not saying to, to physically fight, but we aren't in an ideological war. and We need to start standing up for our Christian, right? Standing, push, when you push back against a bully, they're going to back down. And when Christians don't start standing up for what is right in this world, no wonder. You know, we have to be that salt of the earth. We have to stand for what is true and for what is right. Uh, my good friend, a good friend, Eileen Posted a, a great uh, story the other day uh, talking about a man. Uh, his responsibility was to light a lantern, and when a train was coming, and to wave that light, lighted lantern uh, to warn people uh, when the train was coming. Well, one evening the train was coming, and he's waving that lantern, and he's screaming and shouting and hollering uh, to stop, stop! And the car was just speeding by, and he keeps screaming, stop, stop! Finally, the car come right at him. He had to dive in the ditch. The train hit, killed the mother, the father, the children. Just it, it, horrible. Well, they, they they go to court about it, and his neighbor they questioned his neighbor, and they said he said yes. The neighbor said he was screaming, he was hollering, he was jumping up and down, and they would not stop. And then he looked at his friend, his neighbor, with tears in his eyes, and he said, "But the the lantern wasn't lit." You know, and there is a lot of great truth in that. There's a lot of Christians make a lot of noise. But unless we start showing the light of God within us to warn a world that is heading to hell, what good are we doing? We might as well be screaming and jumping up and down and making no difference at all. We have to be that light in this world. We have to be that salt of the earth. We have to stand for what is true, for what is right, and what is holy, and what is honorable in the eyes of God. And so as we read this here, blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice, be in the glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. There are great men and women in the past, the present, who are dying and suffering and tortured in the name of Jesus Christ because we serve an almighty God. And the sufferings of this time are but temporary. Remember, we're just passing through. These things that we deal with today are temporal. What we we have to look forward to is eternity. We have to keep our eyes on the cross. We have to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. That's where our hope lies. That's why the resurrection is so important that we're about to celebrate here within a few days because Jesus Christ is atoning work on that cross. He gave his life for you. That's why it's called substitutionary atonement. That, that judgment that, that God demanded had to be paid, and Jesus Christ paid that, and he rose again. He is alive, and he is real, and he is well. And we have a responsibility. We've been put on this earth for a reason, and that's to stand up for what is right in God's eyes. To stand true, and we—if we, if you don't do that as Christians, you're going to be judged for that. So make sure that you are do don't—I'm not saying smack people around with a family Bible, but we need to speak the truth in love. But we can't sit there and blindly just let just and just live in, in, in this world and coast by and not do anything. We have to start speaking out. If you were standing there and people were walking off a cliff blindly, I say if you saw a school full of blind children and they didn't know any better and they were walking off the cliff, would you continue to sit there and be like well, it's not my place to judge. I, I really shouldn't say anything. It's, it's their choice. Well, you'd be an evil, cruel person to let that happen. No, anybody with the only sense would be jumping up and saying, stop, don't, you're going the wrong way. Guess what? we got a world that is going the wrong way. We just need to start screaming and saying, stop, quit where you're going. You're going to hell. You have to turn around and stop where you're going because we should have enough love in our hearts to do that. So my friends, my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, The time for silence is no more. The time of apathy is no more. The time of complacency is no more. It's time to stand up, time to stand true, and time to stand strong. Let us pray. Father Lord, we thank you, we love you, we praise you. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to spread the gospel message. Lord, help us uh, to always do what is right in your eyes, to be loyal to you, no matter if it costs us our jobs, our marriage, our lives. Uh, Lord, let us always do what is right in your eyes. Let us... Look forward to the future glory uh, that is before us. And Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with Holy Spirit. Lord, there are so many people who are scared and fearful right now. Give peace, give strength. Let your presence be known and felt. Lord, I know there's a lot of people dealing with sicknesses and uh, whether there is, some may even be diagnosed with uh, coronavirus and Lord, I pray you bring healing upon them. Lord, I pray that you be with our dear sister in Christ, Kim Penix and Ginger Hood, and Linda Feathers, Lord. I pray that you be with Murph, and and I pray that you will be with the Trivet family. And Lord, I just pray that you be with all those prayer concerns, that uh, whether mentioned or unmentioned, the unspoken concerns, and that you will intervene and that your will be done in each and every situation. Lord, let our police officers, our doctors, our nurses, And our first responders, let them know that they are loved and needed and appreciated as well as our military. Lord, be with our president. Give him strength and give him wisdom and proper discernment. Give protection about him and his family. Lord, touch this this world, this nation. Touch the hearts and minds like never before before it's too late. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. My friends, I think that uh, God has given us a wake-up call with all that's going on. And I hope that you will make the right decision before it's too late uh... for uh, those that are on my uh... Um, watch on the website hope you all have a, a good morning for those uh... on uh, social media uh, if you want to uh... uh watch if you want to share these devotions your your friends and your family can find me on uh facebook at dr young 77 uh if you don't do facebook uh, you can always find me on youtube at dr matthias young uh as soon as i get done streaming i always upload the videos there so that so if you don't do social media and you miss the the website or this you can go to dr matthias young subscribe there catch all the videos and or if you don't um or if you want to, uh, the Apple iTunes podcast don't cost you a thing. It's free, audio only, the Doc Young Chronicles. You can listen to all the sermons, uh, the uh, the daily devotions, and Brandy and I's podcast each and every uh, day on that as you're going about your day and listening. So, hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and I hope you all have a blessed and wonderful day.